Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Tuesday, March 29th, 2016, and this is The Ride. Well, good morning on this beautiful spring day. I hope your day is going well so far. I pray that the rest of your day is successful and reaches the goals that you have set for it. Which, while I'm on the topic, I hope you have goals set for today and this week and this month and this year. I hope you have goals. Maybe it's just my years on this planet has got me thinking that if you don't set goals you're very likely going to reach them let's not reach a non-goal let's set some goals and reach them it's always good to be looking forward and having a vision for something out there that you can grab a hold of and because of that I wanted to talk to the teens the young adults today. I've done this, I think, two other times. These are letters to the next generation, part three, I think. Lessons I've learned that might be good to, I don't know, hear and maybe put into practice. Now, you got to understand, I'm not some old guy talking to you now. I am the teenage college kid talking to you. It doesn't seem like it's been very long ago that I was in that boat. I went to a junior college for a couple years, and I went to a larger university for about a year and a half to complete my four-year. And I grew up kind of introverted which saved my pants, let me tell you. Because if I was the extrovert that I became about the year... Well, my senior year, I had broke out of my shell. I didn't do anything to to break out of that shell. It just happened. And I know some are out there thinking that they're unable to, I don't know, blend in with the groups, the the society at large. And don't fret. Don't worry about it. Oh, I shouldn't use the word fret. That's an old person word. Don't worry about it, man. Your time will come. It might just be that you're being prepared and maybe saved for something greater. In my situation, had I been the extrovert that I became about my senior year in college, I would have been in trouble those earlier years in college. So in a sense, I'm really grateful. Okay, so yeah, and I grew up in a church as a Christian, and I still might have been in trouble. It's so important to align your principles with what you know is true in the Word of God. And you you have to actually deliberately live that way if you just think you're going to coast mistakes will happen and you know they might be the kind of things that change the trajectory of your life 
if you're not careful. So you really must be deliberate. So number one, be deliberate in that you're following the Lord. This is your salvation. This is not your parents' salvation. This is your choice. And I believe it will go well for you. Don't compromise. And you you want to find that spouse that compliments you, right? That is the one that God has for you. The one that has been prayed over for your entire life. If your parents are doing the right thing, they've been doing that. Whoever that is, they're not looking for someone who's going to compromise. They're looking for someone who's going to stand up for what they believe in. So be solid in that, okay? And it will be respected and it'll be, and it'll be an It'll be an honor about you. So don't let go of that. Let's see, what else can I think of? I don't know. This worked for me. When I was in college, I decided that I was going to try to get the most out of the school as I could. I mean, I'm paying them good money. You know what I'm saying? So instead of going to class and just kind of being there, you know, sitting there, leaning back in my chair zoned out which can happen it really can happen if you're not careful I deliberately here's another deliberate I deliberately went to class I wouldn't always sit in the front row but I wouldn't be sitting in the back row where it was hard to hear and hard to see and hard to engage in in the discussion I sat where I could be right in the mix I sat forward I sat with my pencil or my laptop ready to take notes, eager to take notes, because I figured whatever this guy or gal is saying might be on a test, might be on something that might measure how well I do in that class. So I figured I'm going to capture it all. Not every syllable, but you know what I'm saying. And here's the thing. If you are active and deliberate and leaning forward in your desk or at the table or whatever it is, do not doubt that that instructor is well aware that you are intending to learn. It makes the instructor better. It makes the interaction with that instructor better for you, individually even. I'll never forget, we had an instructor in college. This is a guy who everybody hated because he was so tough. And I kind of wondered, why Why do they hate him? He seems to be a nice guy. Sure, he's a little rough around the edges, but, you know, all college professors have a little bit of that. They're trying to prove something because, you know, they got to do all this research and papers and all that. So they've got work more than just teaching us yahoos what's what. Well, anyway, I think these guys are just looking for students that are engaged. I really do. I mean, that's kind of what they're there for, to engage with the students. So if you're disengaged, you're just like the chaff. You want to be engaged. You don't have to be a geek. You don't have to be a nerd or whatever the term is. But you have to be somebody who's deliberately wanting to learn, deliberately wanting to maybe even help others that are struggling. I mean, this is 
practical Christianity in the sense that, you know, what you got, you share it. So anyway, this instructor, professor, you know, nobody liked him. He was really tough. And I, I, at first, I, I believed the hype. And then I realized, well, I, you know, I'm going to do what I've been doing in my classes, which is just engage and try to learn as much as I can and make the money that I'm paying for this class make it worthwhile. And I do that. I don't think I was an egghead type person who, you know, answered every question posed to the class. But I wouldn't shy away from him. And eventually, he recognized me as someone who wasn't dissing him. And eventually, he selected me and a couple other handfuls of students to take part in a competition, a programming competition. Now, you know he wouldn't have done that with the, the slacker in the back row. Now, don't be offended if you're a slacker in the back row. Just be challenged. I'm not making a personal judgment about you. I am making a professional judgment about you, though. As someone who has been a, a member of a hiring panel, I can tell you that if you're going to college to seek employment at some point, you're going to have to get out of the back row mentality. Or else you'll find that the jobs that you're offered are the type that are kind of like the back row type jobs. That's not what you're wanting. So step up your game. This is preparation for life. And I'm not saying be somebody you're not. I really am not saying that. But, I mean, think about it. When you're going to college, and this can be any kind of schooling, trade school, whatever, or even just on the job training, whatever it is, okay? This isn't just for college students. But when you're doing that, aren't you learning new things? I mean, isn't that the point? Okay. So, essentially, you're changing yourself, aren't you? So, don't give me this, well, that's not who I am. Well, wait a minute. You're in a place that's trying to change you from yesterday to today to tomorrow. So, good. It's not who you are. You're you're not the back row slacker. Good. You might be now, but you're changing. There's nothing wrong with change. And it doesn't mean that you are a bad person. It's just that there are better things around the bend for you. You gotta step up your game. You gotta trust me. I'm not doing this to be mean. I'm really not. I'm doing this because I know what your potential is in Christ, and it's so far beyond where it is with just yourself. So if you'd give me the the argument, well, I'm good enough just as I am. That's true. You are good enough for, but then for what? What are you good enough for? To breathe you know, a hundred liters of air a day, is that what you're good for? Sometimes you got to learn new things. Sometimes you got to take a vision of what God can do in your life, a vision that's beyond your own view. Because if you think that your own view is all there is to it, then you're really cutting your potential short. I don't want you to do that. Okay, so you're deliberate in your learning. What else? What else? Well, I took a job at the university. It was a menial type job. It wasn't... I mean, it was kind of cool. But you'll think it's menial now. But 
hey, it paid some money. And it was, uh, I didn't even really, really, really need the money. But I thought, well, you know, I can work. Why just sit around and play video games? I can work, do something productive. So I went into the employment place, and this is what I want to recommend. If you're at a university, there are places, probably in the stodgy areas of the university, where you'll find opportunities to work. I bet you you would find a job. Don't don't ever say, oh, I, I don't know what to do. I, I can't find jobs. I don't want to work at McDonald's. Okay, well, don't. But there's opportunities out there if you just look. And I decided to look. And I found this, and I was using Macintosh. This is way back in the day, the, the Macintoshes, the old little cubular PCs. And I was doing uh, basically Word documents to print out these signs that they'd use at conferences that would come to the university. You know, the signs that you'd have on all the different rooms. I mean, how hard can that be? Nowadays, you'd have a spreadsheet and you'd whip them out like, boom. They paid me minimum wage to type this stuff in, print it out. No biggie. I didn't have to have anybody supervise me, really. Uh, I was just whipping out the stuff. And I got paid for it. Pretty cool. Here's the thing. That opened a door for me. Because I had an experience at the university, they could recommend me for another job that I found out about, an internship at a pharmaceutical company. It's funny to think about it now, but that little minimum wage job actually opened a door for me to interview for an internship position at a major pharma company. And when I started working there during my junior and senior year in college, I went from minimum wage, which I think at the time was less than $4 an hour, yikes, um, to almost quadrupling that. And yeah, I was pretty happy, you could say, because I was doing that work while I was going to college. And that opened a door for me. Well, it actually didn't open a door for me for full-time employment, but it gave me exposure and experience that really opened the door to my next job. So you could say just being deliberate and, and being active in the moment of learning created a chain event that got me into my first job. And I can guarantee you, I can guarantee this. Had I been the guy in the back row who didn't care and was very indifferent about the whole thing, I don't think that process would have taken place for me. Now, we're all different. I get that. But remember, you know, you might say, well, that's just not who I am. Well, you know, doggone it. You mean you can't be engaged in the moment? Come on, if there's one thing that you can learn to do differently, is do that. So be different. Be engaged in the moment. I'm asking you to do that in other relationship issues where you're listening to people, where you're hearing them, and you're not just speaking your mind all the time, but you're actually engaged in a conversation where you're hearing the other person. We're not all built for that either, but but we need to be deliberate and grown up and mature in some of these ways too. 
it's okay to do things that are not, you know, wouldn't come naturally to you. You know why it's okay? Because naturally to you, we're built for sin. So it's okay to not do that. I got a little bit of time left. There's, it seems like there was one more thing that I wanted to touch on when it comes to something you need to, you need to know this as you're entering adulthood. Oh, yes. Honor your parents. I don't know if you realize this, but uh, for those of you who are contemplating college or starting in it or in the middle of it, the whole college thing is a major big deal to your parents. It kind of has been since you were in diapers, whether you knew about it or not. Now, everyone's situation's different. You might be somebody who's got scholarships and you got a free ride into college. You might be in college because of your parents' money. You might be working your way through, whatever it is. But college was a major thought process for your parents. And it can be, I don't know, a worrisome thing for them. Because they want you, hopefully they want you to find what it is you have been made for. Your desires and your skills and, 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 and your love for whatever it is that you could be doing. Or offering the world. Hopefully they've prayed and sought the Lord about how to guide you and, and help you and give you a voice to to know where you want to go. But this whole thing about paying for college and all this, it's kind of a big deal for parents, if you didn't know that. So as you're going through it, respect your parents. How do you do that? Well, if they're paying the bills, be good about your money and be good about how you treat the money that they are giving you. It's not just free cash. I'd like you to put yourself in their shoes a minute. You know, zoom forward about 20 years and you've got kids of your own. And you're saving money for, their, for them to go to school. And you want them to treat the hard work that you've put into that effort with respect. You want them to treat you with respect. You want them to treat you and your time and your money with honor and dignity. So just think about that when you are spending your folks' money. Okay, as always, stay in the Word of God. You know, there's plenty of scriptures about money and that kind of stuff and how best to honor money and those who work hard for it. And you'll find scriptures on being deliberate in your actions. See if I'm not telling you the truth here. You live in peace and you pray for those who persecute you. And no, the reason I'm telling you all this stuff is because I love you and I want you to succeed. And I believe you will when you apply the principles that are found in the Word of God. You will go far, my friends. And I will see you on the flip.